0: hi and welcome back to self-love with rihanna marie i am your host rihanna marie i am a 19 year old self-love coach with a passion to authentically share my experience this podcast is all about blending light-hearted conversation with vulnerable truth This is your space to feel safe and understood in your beautiful mess, to grasp inspiration for your self-love journey, and to hear valuable wisdom from a variety of hand-picked guests. I welcome you to start a bubble bath, make a cup of tea, lay out in nature, and just make a self-care moment out of this. It is now time to let the healing begin. Happy Thursday, everybody. It is so good to be with you again. I have a very special episode. I have brought on another amazing guest. I truly hope that you all are enjoying having different people on this podcast who have, you know, a variety of specialties and things that they're really well versed on. And it's been really fun to bring people on so far and I have plans to continue doing so. Today is something that I think is going to be right up everyone's alley. I have an amazing coach coming on, and she is a relationship and sexual empowerment coach. She is wild. Her name is Christy Federico. All of her information is down below, and of course, in a few moments, you're going to hear about her yourself. Uh, But I wanted to tell you guys a little bit about about what we talked about. We went through, you know, sexual empowerment and what that is, which is something I'm not very well versed on. And she really brought it down to some very simple terms and explained to us how we can cultivate that more in our lives and just be more um, comfortable with our bodies and with the way we practice, you know, sexual things and, um, you know, alone and in partnership. We also dove real deep into boundaries and worth and if you know me, you know that is a topic that I adore so we got to go all deep into that and we finished it off with a little bit of a talk on healthy relationships and codependent relationships um she is older than most of us and it felt like kind of bringing on you know kind of a mama energy onto the podcast someone who could you know really show us the way and she has a beautiful story an awesome background and a lot of information to give so I am just going to get that started and let her come on. But I wanted to say hi to you guys first and happy Thursday. And yeah, I'll talk to you all soon, okay? you guys. I am so excited to bring on our beautiful guest. I'm going to have her um, introduce herself, kind of let us know what she does and what her message is. And you guys are truly in for a treat. So
1: Christy, the floor is yours. Thank you. Thanks so much for having me. Hello, listeners. I'm Christy Federico. I'm a relationship and sexual empowerment coach. I actually have a mental health counseling background, so I'm technically a licensed therapist, but I opted for the non-traditional route. And now I help primarily women gain the confidence to be themselves fully so they can have deeper relationships, better sex, and just a really fulfilling, juicy life. Amazing. I told you guys you were in for a treat. Um,
0: she's such a beautiful soul with a lot of value to offer. Um, but you guys know me and I like to dive real deep real fast. So um, I want you to share your story. Um, you know, kind of the those big moments of transformation we all sort of have, like where we had that rock bottom that brought us to where we are now. Um, and I'd love to know what Pieces of your story brought you where you are today, um, really living
1: out your, your passion and your purpose. Sure. So I'll be honest, I don't really have a like super like rock-bottom moments. It was more like a gradual unfulfillment throughout my life. <laughs> um, but my story is more of, of oppression and suppression of my natural, true, expressed self as a result of living in a patriarchal society. Mm. So when we're young, especially as young girls, um, we're conditioned to believe that women and girls should act and look a certain way. You know, the typical like girls should be pretty and thin and should be quiet and act like a lady and all those things. And so when we understand that and we realize that parts of us aren't that, we feel like we're not enough and like we have to hide ourselves or mold ourselves to be acceptable so that we can be loved and accepted because we all innately want that, right? Um so over time as a child I'd spent a lot of time in my room just alone, kind of like in my own world and imagination. Mm-hmm. And it was a safe place for me where I could be my true self and I didn't have to worry about being criticized or judged for not being enough. And um there were like a select few people I could be my true self with and it was so evident when I was comfortable with you because I was more loud and outgoing and goofy and more most people in my life would see me as this quiet reserved person with like not a big personality or um you know not super fun maybe kind of awkward um and I had a lot of social anxiety throughout my life and um it was like over time I realized how much of a toll like the expectations had taken on me and how I really wasn't myself in my life and I felt just like I wasn't as fulfilled as I could be I opted to not participate in certain activities because I was afraid of being seen and I was just shy and didn't want to put myself in vulnerable situations like they even denied singing lessons because I was like no that's too vulnerable someone's gonna have to hear me sing and like one on one with me, but I like love to sing, so I was like, I was depriving myself of joy essentially because I was so afraid, and um, it affected my relationships in a really negative way. I attracted a lot of emotionally unavailable men, um, in my adult, young adult years, um, because it was safe for me, like, they couldn't meet me in a deep place, and so I didn't have to show so much of myself to them, and it was pretty toxic for me um, and so gradually over time I think it was really after college where I realized like I didn't want this for my life anymore I needed to make some changes so that I can be more fulfilled and expressed and have the relationships that I really really wanted um, and so I started to challenge myself by taking small steps to be seen and heard and take up space and things like I went to grad school at a small school where I knew I had to participate and be really vulnerable. I went to school for mental health counseling and it was so different than my undergrad experience because I went to school in like a 40,000, um, you know, person school where I w- it was just safe. I could just be in a crowd and not have to be vulnerable and, and seen. And so um, there I also pushed myself to be president of the honor society where I knew I'd have to give a speech and hold meetings and things. So it was really challenging myself to be comfortable with having the eyes on me and not having to be perfect and just like having people accept me for me. Um, Another pivotal thing for me was going to therapy and having an objective party to really help me explore myself and why I am the way I am and why I followed certain patterns, why I attracted the people that were wrong for me. Um, and it was really throughout that work that helped me, um, just realize that I was on the right path and just, I grew so, so much in that period and started attracting better people for me. Um, and it was throughout that time that I was going to grad school to become a therapist too. And I realized, um, that the traditional route didn't seem as appealing after I had done some of the work as a therapist for a bit. And I had this kind of epiphany that. Um, relationships and love and sex was always so interesting to me. And because I had struggled so much in the area of relationships, I was just like, wow, I really want to help people with this and help them not struggle in the ways that I did. And um, over time, I also realized how important being our natural fully expressed self is to have the deep relationships and the better sex and just a really deeply fulfilling life that we all want. Because a lot of us think that it's more about like, Um, the education or like specific techniques to have better sex or something. And like, it's not really about that. It's really just about being our true self. And so I'm so passionate about that. And I've become so free from challenging myself to become more of myself. And that's why I do what I do now. So (laughs) Uh, that was so
0: beautifully and Unbelievably well said. I just have to say that first. I was like, I got lost in it. I was like, wow, what a beautiful story. Thank you. (laughs) Um, Yeah, you know, I just, I, I totally get so many pieces of that, and I really, I really loved what you said about um, the emotionally unavailable uh, men partners, and how that was because you know you didn't have to go deep either.
1: Yeah! Wow. Something I didn't realize for so long either. I was like, "There's something wrong with them, not me." You yeah. Know, it's, never, it's never about us. Well, um, I
0: I loved that because that totally rang true for me too. Because it's like, you know, it 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 allowed you to hide. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I basically. I don't know. Wow. Yeah. You could keep hiding, and you didn't have to just really get to the truths of yourself either. Yes. Because they weren't pushing you to and. Wow. Okay. I just hope like all the all the girls who are listening to this and the who do my self-love stuff, that's a piece we're gonna keep with us because that was interesting. Um um, and men too, of course. Yeah. I love you guys as well. All Um, genders (laughs) here. Oh yeah, absolutely. Well, and it's so equal. It's it's so it goes both ways, absolutely. Yeah. Um But okay, so I want to segue into something that you are super passionate and well-versed on. So Christy often coaches about sexual empowerment and um, all of her links will be down below. So you can find her on Instagram too, where she talks about this a lot. It is something that I'm less well-versed on. And I thought that bringing her on would be a really cool treat to really share about the importance of this. And I don't want to say much more about it than that. Um, I kind of want to get her started. Um, So, you know, kind of first, what is the true meaning
1: of sexual empowerment? So when I say I'm a sexual empowerment coach, I empower women to, and really all genders, to feel confident and comfortable in embracing their own sexuality so really it's just about feeling confident in who you are as a sexual being I love that how
0: cool yay <laughs> uh, we're all gonna get a little dose of that today so that's pretty cool um thank you for explaining it that way in, in very simple terms you know what are some ways someone who is curious or, or just interested in this could um, begin their journey
1: with this so I always recommend the the best place to start is really taking a look at our beliefs around sex, sexuality, relationships, and our body and This is really where like the deep, unsexy work is, but it's really um, important and necessary in order to become comfortable in our sexuality, especially if we carry a lot of shame around it, which a lot of us often do, and it's natural in such a sex negative society um so really kind of doing like a brain dump of like what do I believe about these topics and what are the narratives and stories that I'm living out as a result of these beliefs I mean we can take a look at that then we can decide if there's anything that we'd like to change about it Um, because these beliefs are formed typically at a young age and we don't really have much control over it and then we're kind of running our life on autopilot without really stopping to see if like okay is this really the life that I want or Um, Sometimes we feel like it's not really what we want, but we don't know how to change it or we don't realize um, it's a result of these like beliefs and that we can change them, That they're not serving us and never really did. Um, So a simple example is like a family teaching their daughter that sex before marriage is wrong. And so throughout her life, maybe she ignores her sexual desires because she has shame around it because she's not supposed to do that. She was taught she's not supposed to do that or maybe she even acts on it um, anyway and feels even more shame and guilt around it. So the belief is there is sex before marriage is wrong. And so her narrative is, is that story of that she's living out, that she's either ignoring the desires or she's acting on it and just carries a lot of shame and stuff. And so if she takes a step back and realizes like, okay, I don't want to be ashamed of this anymore. That's not it doesn't feel good. And I want to be a sexual being. I want to feel confident in my sexuality and I don't want to um, feel like this is wrong. Then she can take a look at that belief and, and change it and start a new narrative and take a step back and realize like, okay, what do I want this new story to be and how do I want my life to be like now? And the work that I do, especially with my clients is to get really, really clear on what that new narrative is down to the details of like, what does this person look like and feel like, what does she wear? What does she think? Yeah. Um, And from that place, then you can start to break it down into steps that you can take in your own life. And over time, you start to live out that new narrative for yourself.
0: I love that so much because a really um, hot topic in my community right now is limiting beliefs mm-hmm. and um, just a lot of different fronts. Like, you know, sharing about it in in the self-worth way, um, a lot of like in the money and career. And now I get to add on um, with sex and sexual empowerment and sexuality. And I'm I'm learning more and more, especially as I bring more guests on too. Like limiting beliefs are so big and like huge and it's such a awesome starting point to be like okay what what's my money story what's my sex story what's my self-worth story like what did I learn Mm -hmm. in childhood right and um and how am I like embodying that now and and it's so interesting because I love that with a lot of these like big transformational things you know like if I'm gonna go and heal a lot of sexual wounds and, and really messy views around sexuality, um, I can start in the same place I started with the other things I've healed. And, yeah. and I think that's so cool because it's like, a, it's, it's always looking at, um, what beliefs were created, how they play out today and what do I want them to be? And so I really liked that That's what you shared about starting this journey. Um, cause I feel like, a lot of listeners can, that's just an easy way to begin. It's just, it's mm-hmm. and getting really, you know, transparent and honest with just yourself. Um, so that's awesome. I like that a lot. What do I have? Oh yeah. Okay. Um, I like this one a lot. You know, sexual liberation. How do you define this? And
1: also how do you cultivate this? So sexual liberation is it similar to sexual empowerment. It's really just feeling free to express your sexuality in whatever ways that feel true and authentic to you. Yeah. Um, and not letting other people dictate how you behave and how you express yourself. So that could be having sex with who you want to have sex with, whether it's a gender, a certain, you know, a certain gender that maybe like isn't acceptable by your family's standards or by society's standards, but it's just true to you. It's who you are. Um, having sex as often or as little as you'd like to and being okay with whatever that is, whatever feels right to you, wearing the clothes that you want to, um, whether uh, they're revealing or, you know, too sexy by societal standards or whatever. Um, but the key to all of this is really doing it in a, in a way and from a place of high self-worth and not doing it for external validation or for mm. filling a void. And yes. like the motivation for what, why we do what we do is really what makes it either healthy and empowering or unhealthy and disempowering The so wow. goal is to do everything in a way that enhances our way, our well-being.
0: That is gold. That, that's why I kept saying, wow, cause that is gold. It is in the intention. It's like, yeah. okay, you know, am I doing this because this is going to bring me and my soul happiness, fulfillment, um, wholeness and empowerment, or because I'm looking for that outside of me. And um, you know, you can even like do that with clothing, like kind of like you mentioned, like, am I putting this on because I love when I have a good outfit on, or am I doing it because I want everyone else to think I look good enough? Um, exactly. You know, and, and even deeper with relationships, which we are going to get into later, it's like, um, um, am I fulfilling myself in this relationship, right? Like, am I, am I whole apart from the relationship? Am I independent? Mm. Am I self-loving as I am? Like, when that person leaves, am I still happy? Um, or are they my, my source of validation? And so I, I think that was a really awesome thing to say when it comes to sexual liberation because I am a big, firm believer that freedom is just within you. And mm. you're the only one who can really cultivate that for yourself. Absolutely. Okay. So, you know, self-love with our bodies is an ongoing journey for many. Mm -hmm. What are your favorite tools to kind of, you know, enlightening love for our bodies?
1: Yeah. Self-love for our bodies is, it goes so hand in hand with our sexuality. Um, And I think one of the best things that we can do to be comfortable and to love ourselves more is to be naked more. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> Some people can be really intimidating. Um, but the more we hide our body, the more we feel our shame around it mm. and the more that we can sit with it and be present with it and really start to celebrate it. Um, you know, the more comfortable and confident we'll be within it and within our sexuality. Um, so whether that's spending some, you know, a few extra minutes after a shower, um, naked or sleeping naked, those are definitely some powerful things to experiment with and just start getting comfortable in that way. Um, I think we can also become aware of our negative self-talk and work toward mm-hmm. changing it. Um, even just the smallest step of just starting to become aware of when you're saying something nasty to yourself about how you look. And not even working to change it yet, but just starting to become aware and then gradually working toward challenging it with a more positive thought or a positive affirmation. And over time, you're going to train your brain to not, you know, think so (laughs) badly about yourself. Yeah. Um, And I think there's also such a pressure to have to love every inch of ourselves these days. And I think we can take some of the pressure off and work toward just accepting what we don't love about ourselves. just accepting that there are parts of ourself that we don't love and that's okay. And getting to a place where it's okay because you don't feel less than because of those things and know that if those things don't define you. And it's not important, like really working to believe that like, okay, I have cellulite or I'm, um, like bigger than I want to be but like that doesn't make me less than because I'm worthy as I am and it's just about not getting caught up in those things and obsessing over what society tries to make us feel bad about so I think that's important to try to just accept and not not worry so much about it work toward not obsessing over it
0: that was so cool. I love that. So after this podcast, we're all going to get naked. Um, and, then, and then we're going to uh, say positive affirmations in the mirror. So we're all, we're all set.
1: Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I love that. Doing it over and over because once isn't enough. It needs to be <laughs> a right. practice.
0: Oh, yeah. Well, and I mean, I, I think affirmations are one of those. Um, they're just – they're really powerful and really simple. Uh, you know they're more powerful than we think they are especially becoming aware of negative self-talk and then like pausing when you hear it and switching the Mm -hmm. verbiage or what Mm -hmm. you were saying yeah Yeah. like you said training your brain that's really what you're doing Uh, and I think that that is so cool and I and I really uh I really appreciate what you said about Shifting into just accepting that maybe you don't love that part of yourself right now. And that's okay because it doesn't define your worth. And because, you know, I I think self-love is loving yourself for all that you are as you work through it. Right? Mm -hmm. So you know, if there's parts of you that aren't so pretty, which we all have, mm-hmm. um, whether that's like character defects or body image or whatever that may be, you you love yourself still while you work through those pieces. And, wow. um, you know, I think you described that in a really eloquent way. Thanks. <laughs> of course. Um, this is a fun little question I have for you. Um if you could tell your teenage self a piece of advice, what would it be?
1: Ooh, um, I'd say a couple of things. First, d- don't overthink life so much because I'm such a thinker and in my head and worrying about the future all the time. <laughs> and to just like not take it so seriously, just take a day at a time, trust that everything's working out in my favor even if I can't see it right away.
0: Yep. And
1: I'd I'd also say um, that anyone who makes me feel like I need to change just isn't for me, and that I'm perfect as I am. And the world needs all of me.
0: Fuck yes, I love yeah. that. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck yeah. Uh, what's your zodiac sign? I'm a Taurus. Ah, ah. Uh,
1: <laughs> almost almost my time
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah that makes that makes perfect sense uh like you know the overthinking and really getting things right yes <laughs> very much so an earth sign thing too I've mm-hmm. noticed yeah that's amazing but you you know you guys like overthink and and worry about getting stuff done but when you get the stuff done it's like the the best it could be so it's kind of cool
1: Yeah, it works out. It works out for us. (laughs)
0: Um, Okay, I really like this question um, because I think it's really important. And I want to know what a stigma around sex is that you would like to put an end to.
1: Mm -hmm. Yes, stigma. There's so many. There's so many. But I would say the stigma around STIs, sexually transmitted infections. Um, the stigma is what makes them more detrimental to people's health than the actual infection more, most often. So there's just so much misinformation and lack of education around them. And we're taught that they're dirty. And we think that it's like the worst thing in the world to contract them. And it's really just not the case at all. So I would love to just eliminate that stigma. And I really try in my work to do that. That was
0: really, thank you so much for what you said about that. I, I feel like, you know, I remember being in high school and like um, there was this whole thing that went around about herpes and people were cruel, like cruel to the people that were involved in the situation. And, um, I was confused and young and really didn't, I was kind of honestly misinformed. And as I think a lot of young people are and people who are older as well. Um, I know you've shared a little bit more about it. Is there anything that's like a really big, um, misinformed part of it that
1: you've noticed? I'd say that because you contract something that's incurable, that you're not going to have a good sex life anymore, that your your sex life and relationships are doomed. A lot of people take such a hit to their self-worth when they contract something like herpes, because they think, like, they immediately, like, their mind goes to, who's going to love me now? Like, Mm. I'm worth nothing now. And Mm. that's, that's so not the case.
0: Thank you for that. I think this is a really cool topic. Um, and I really like that you're, you've been talking about this and um, bringing light to it in your work because um, it, it just really needs to be talked about more, like a lot. Totally, um,
1: yeah.
0: Okay, so I, we're going to segue into some boundaries and worth conversation, um, which is my favorite cup of tea. So I'm excited about this. Um, first of all, what are boundaries to you?
1: Boundaries, to me, are a way for us to take care of ourselves and teach other people how to treat us. So we teach wow. people what's acceptable behavior to us by putting boundaries in place.
0: Amazing. Yeah, I love that. Um, there's like a quote somewhere, uh, how you treat yourself is the blueprint to how others treat you, something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I agree. I think boundaries are like the point where that happens. Um Amazing, so you know, I speak about creating boundaries pretty often and I'm really curious to know your favorite ways for knowing creating and upholding boundaries
1: Yeah, so I think I think for the most part We tend to have a good idea of what is and isn't acceptable to us and how we want to be treated But I think we're just afraid of communicating it because it's vulnerable and because we're not sure if people are going to honor them And we're afraid that they'll leave us or think something negative about us. And then that will mean that we're unworthy and unlovable. And so I think the best when it comes to knowing and creating them is really just getting to know yourself and getting to know your needs and being really honest with yourself about what they are. And then just really standing firm in them. And knowing that your people are going to respect your boundaries. And this helps keep out the people who aren't in alignment with you.
0: Yes, exactly. Like there are people who are going to show up for you and your boundaries. And those are the ones you want. And the rest are wasted space.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah, I love that. What are your most important boundaries personally?
1: Needing alone time is big for me. Mm -hmm. Like especially – I mean, even in my family relationships and romantic relationships, just knowing that I need a lot of space for myself and to recharge by myself. So if someone was really like not independent and needed to smother me in a relationship, like that's not going (laughs) to work. And then when it comes to sex, like if someone knew that I'm dating, like isn't okay with getting tested for STIs or wearing condoms, that's like a strong boundary for me.
0: Awesome. I like those. Those are so cool. Um, How can we honor our worth with ourselves and within
1: relationship? So I think that the best thing that we can do is be vulnerable and communicate our needs as best as possible to anyone in, in any kind of relationship. Because when we have a high sense of self-worth, we know that we're worthy of having our needs met. We know that we're worthy of being seen for who we truly are. And so the more that we can be vulnerable and communicate that and just be our true self, that's the best way that we can honor our worth.
0: I think so too. Because I think that's how you honor your self-worth, like just with your own being is, you know, getting really truthful with yourself and, um, having those conversations with yourself and then bringing that into conversation with others. Because, like, you have to have that time on your own understanding yourself to actually um, adequately bring that to another person to Mm -hmm. ask them to meet you um, in your boundaries. You know, like, when I talk about boundaries, one thing I say is, like, how how can you expect people to meet your boundaries if you don't know what your boundaries are <laughs> you know it's yeah. like you got to get clear on that first and one of like one of my easy ways to know what your boundaries are is like what went wrong what hasn't worked um you know because a lot of a lot of people will come to me with like abusive or toxic relationships in their past and so it's, like, those are pretty much the blueprints to your boundaries. <laughs> you know, it's, like, yeah. in those abusive relationships, you definitely didn't learn what you deserve, but you for sure learned what you don't deserve. Um, You know, and then really getting into that space with yourself and understanding it because then you can bring that to another person and explain it really, really well. Um, So I like that there's an emphasis on, on just that time with self. Um, yeah. And this is a perfect segue actually. I want to talk about healthy relationships, and um, my first question with that is, what does sexual empowerment within a healthy relationship really look like?
1: Oh, I love that one. Yeah So when we do the, the work on our own, we understand what our desires are, we know what brings us pleasure and We know what we want to communicate to partners so that they can help fulfill our needs. So it really starts with us individually and understanding our desires and exploring our body through self-pleasure and being able also to take care of our own pleasure and take responsibility for our own pleasure. It's more our responsibility than our partner. We need to know what turns us on. We need to not solely rely on them. Mm. Um, And then communicating to our partners what we like, what we don't like, um, having strong boundaries. So being able to say no to things that you're not comfortable with or being yeah. able to stop or ask to stop sex if you're in pain or just not feeling it. Um, I think also sexual exploration with each other in a way that's comfortable and safe for all all parties involved and doing your best to fulfill each other's needs so that you're both as fulfilled as possible and not And just allowing each other to be free sexually and Um, coming to compromises and and different ways to fulfill that for each other.
0: So would you say the the underlying part of that is some really strong communication? 100%, yeah. Yeah. Communication.
1: And trust, maybe. Mm -hmm. Trust, safety. Yeah. um, Providing that emotional and physical safety for one another.
0: Yeah, I just I it was weird when you started saying that. I had this like, oh, it's going to sound weird, but this like wash of bliss come over me. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was it's like it's kind of odd, but it just reminds me of like this I'm going to get kind of vulnerable right now, but in, you know, past relationships when I was younger and really had no self-worth, like I also had no voice. And I don't know why I wanna cry right now. Oh my god. I was like not expecting this. It was weird. I don't know what you brought up, but something. Um let it flow. <laughs> um, you know, I I didn't have a voice and I had no ability to say no. And, you know, I I, I was involved in like sexual assaults and, and things that are really um, traumatic and harmful. And mm. it and so once I worked through all of that, it's like in my current relationship, it's there is just the most like Oh, like beautiful flow of transparency and vulnerability and like I like this and I don't like that and that's cool. Like what do you like? Okay, let's try mm-hmm. that. Like, you know, just like but but at the bottom of all of that is this just deep safety. Mm-hmm. Safeness, like that home, right? That feeling like I can say whatever I need to say, do whatever I need to do and and really let go and and maybe that's what that feels like. I wonder if mm-hmm. like part of this is I asked that question sort of in a self-seeking way. Like what does it look like in a healthy relationship? So I could find out if that's in mind.
1: <laughs> yeah, maybe subconsciously you you needed to ask that question.
0: Yeah, maybe that's what it was. So then when you answered, I was like, oh my God,
1: yes. Aww.
0: Um, so yeah, I just really connected to that. And I also think, you know, you you explored that explanation really well um and at the bottom line it's it's just communication and trust and and if you don't feel you can do that um know that there is someone you can do that with
1: maybe Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah awesome that's that's all too important to just accept if you don't have that you need that
0: yeah 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 I like that like it's okay if that's not there right now um but you are so worthy of having that Mm -hmm. and you will create that. Um, So what are your, what's your recipe for a healthy relationship in your,
1: in your eyes? Yeah. So honestly, a lot of what we just talked about when it came to sex is important and just a general healthy relationship, that emotional and physical safety, tons of communication consistent check-ins about how things are going within the relationship oh. honestly, as often as possible and as early on in the relationship as possible so that you get into a habit of it um, vulnerability from both parties because that's you know the key to intimacy and we all innately want deep intimacy and that's just a total requirement um, trust honesty transparency each partner just feeling free to be themselves and each partner accepting the other completely and not trying to control them. Um, Understanding that your partner isn't meant to be your whole happiness, but instead meant to add to your happiness.
0: Yes. Yes.
1: Mm -hmm. And just the importance of having hobbies and friends and connections outside of the relationship being as fulfilled as possible in all areas of your life so that you're not just relying on your partner for everything.
0: I love that.
1: We should like make a
0: little um, like recipe document for that, and oh. give it to everyone.
1: You can like check
0: off the list. <laughs> I
1: know I should. Everyone should know these things, right?
0: Right. Yeah. Absolutely. And I think you know one thing. Like um, uh, Will Nichols was on my podcast last, and him and I talked about um, you know in relationships with with men and women, um, the two process emotions vastly differently. And I think that it's a really cool thing to explore how to show up for the way your partner processes emotions. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, this is a different topic I I wasn't planning on talking about, but I think it it fits right in with healthy relationships. And, you know, it's like, for example, at least in my case, as a woman, like, I'm pretty flowy with explaining, like, you can see, I just did that. Like, I was like, I'm really vulnerable right now. I want to cry like I'm this, right? Like, you know, I'm pretty Mm -hmm. comfortable with like, explaining how I'm feeling um and sometimes with men you know maybe it's based on society or, or past stigmas or whatever it is it takes them sometimes an extra second and mm-hmm. you know so when we talk about vulnerability in relationships for example like with my partner like he it takes a little bit of time to open up the vulnerability and and I but I'm present for that time and mm-hmm and and letting him reach there and then he just like opens up and mm-hmm. i wonder what your take on on that is is like when when the two process emotions differently how do you think um the best way to really mm, create safety in that would be
1: i like i helped some clients with this um when because some people need more space um whether it's during conflict or when some emotion comes up and some people like the, maybe the other partner wants to immediately solve something or talk about it. Um, and I think the best thing we can do is like just be present and be honest about what we're experiencing, even if we're not even sure what we're experiencing. Mm -hmm. But just like, I see that, um, or like I feel this emotion coming up and, um, I don't know if you have the space for it right now, but like I'd love if you could even just like acknowledge that or acknowledge that you're here for me or, you know, something to just like, even you can even just give simple cues like that for what you need. Or if you're the person who needs some space or something, you can just say like, I'm feeling this right now. And like, I need a minute and just ask for that need to be honored.
0: I like that because those were, like, tangible examples that um, everyone can use, you know? And, um, yeah, I think one of, like, both of our most common phrases is, like, I'm feeling blank and I
1: don't know why.
0: And it's, like, yeah. Keep feeling that.
1: <laughs> it's like, yeah. It's, like, okay, just sit with that.
0: Yeah. Okay. It's, like, you know, you can keep talking through it. You can just feel, we don't have to talk through it. Like, right. let's feel it, right? And Yeah. Um, I also think that's really important is – is really like, you know, solution is, is such a big part of what I do. And I love going into solution, but like spiritual bypassing is a real fucking thing.
1: Mm. Uh,
0: and it's important to like, to sit for a second in what you're feeling and feel it the whole way through. Um, and yeah. then go into the solution. And I think that that applies to almost everything, whether it's sex or relationships or boundaries or whatever it is, it's like, Take that space first so that when you go into solution, you've worked through the, the entirety of the feeling.
1: A hundred percent. You can't rush that process. You need to see it all the way through no matter how long it takes. Like, and I think it's really important to also get out of our head and into our bodies, like mm. getting in tune with what our body is experiencing as we're feeling this. and
0: Yeah. I like that a lot. I'm always like, okay, where am I feeling that tension in my body right now? And, you know, most times, like if you're feeling an emotion, you will find it in your body somewhere. Mm -hmm. And I feel like that's a very telling thing um, where it lies. And uh, sometimes I'll be like on Instagram or some form of social media and someone I love when someone does this, they'll post like, um, you know, take a second to release the tension in your body and i love that reminder you know like touching mm-hmm. the fists or like um relaxing the face and all of these things it's cool like um you could set a reminder on your phone to like check in with your body or something like that
1: yeah it's Which important. probably
0: fits with like self love for the body
1: yeah mhm getting out of what we're thinking what we're obsessing over and just dropping in and being present with ourselves experiencing it amazing
0: i'm um, you know one question i have is what is your take on the most common signs of a codependent relationship
1: so codependency is basically needing someone to need you so that you feel worthy of love Mm -hmm. in like the most essential way and so without that person you would feel unlovable or unworthy and often codependent people take on There's a person who takes on the caretaker role and their partner becomes reliant on them to fulfill their needs. So it's this very unhealthy cycle of needing each other to Mm. basically like survive. (laughs) And fear of abandonment is often the case for codependency. So doing whatever you can to not be abandoned or else it's going to be proven that you're unlovable. Mm.
0: That was so cool. I love that. I think one of the questions I get the most is, like, what are the signs of a codependent relationship, um, which is interesting, because I also think codependency and, like, um, narcissistic abuse and things like that don't have enough or just aren't talked about enough either. Mm. Uh, I feel like we've hit so many points like that today, like the stuff that just needs to be talked about and isn't enough. Yeah. Mm. Um, and so I'm grateful to have you here to like unpack some of that. Um, okay. So as we kind of come to ending this, which I don't want to do because I'm truly having such an awesome time with you. Um, <laughs> but as we begin to kind of close it up, um, I want to know what does self-love mean to you?
1: Mm, so self-love to me is total acceptance of ourselves, the good, the bad, the ugly, all of it.
0: Hmm. I like that so much. And um, also, what would you like to leave
1: everyone with today? I'd love to leave everyone with just the importance of talking about and being comfortable with our sexuality and working through any shame that we have because it's so natural and our sexuality affects every aspect of our life. And it's something that we really need to heal and be confident in, in order to have our most fulfilling life.
0: Amazing. You are truly such a gift um, on this planet. And so I want everyone else to be able to get a taste of you. So where
1: can everyone find you? Sure. So my main party is on Instagram. That's where I put most of my content on my feed and in my story. So my handle is Christy Federico on there. And then you can also head to my website, christyfederico.com. I have a blog there. You can sign up for my newsletter to get additional content and you can reach out to me there for one-on-one coaching.
0: Yay, and I'll have that all linked in the show notes too so you can get there easy. Um, But I just want to thank you so much for coming on today. This really just um, happened so beautifully, and I'm really excited for others to be able to hear this because I just feel uplifted from talking to you. I really do. Um, So thank you for sharing this space and time with me. Thank you so much for having me. It's been awesome. Okay, everybody. Thank you for being here for another self-love thursday podcast it is such a joy in my life to be doing this and i really enjoy it and i had a lot of fun bringing christy on and talking to her about all of these things and learning from her and picking her brain and i truly hope that you all got something anything from this episode as always, you can find me on my Instagram. It's at Pink and Sparkles101. It's also linked down below. I have a couple really exciting things coming up. I have towards the end of this month an online workshop. And this one is all about limiting beliefs. So if you liked my last podcast, um you will quite enjoy this workshop. It's at a very low cost, much lower than um, private sessions with me, and it's an awesome group experience with the best girls ever. It's just online, so you can be anywhere in the world. And if you can't make it um, on the live, then you'll have 24 hours to watch it after, which is super cool. But I'm basically going to be taking you through tangible exercises, an actual workshop, of working through your limiting beliefs. So, first of all, you're going to find out what yours are. You're going to see where they began in childhood, um what they were, what the stories are, and how they have kept showing up in your life today and how they're holding you back. You're going to understand that, and then I'm going to give you all of the tools to really let go of it. And we are going to do it together, and it is so much fun. My webinars are my favorite thing I do them once a month, and I put oh my god, just all of my heart and soul into it. And I have gathered this kind of group of girls who come to every one. And so you're going to come into a bit of a soul tribe and you're going to really enjoy it because um, everyone is so sweet and so open and so loving. And I am very excited for you to get a taste of that. So if you're interested in that, head over to my Instagram, You can find the information on the highlights there, or you can DM me and ask me, what's that about the webinar? Um, And other than that, if you want private coaching, you can also message me for more questions. And that's all. Thank you guys so much. I love you all to pieces. Um, And the most important thing is don't forget to do something self-loving for yourself today or tonight. And I will see you next Thursday.